0: I just want to say to everyone who's still uh, skeptical or still on the fence or thinking whether this would work or not, it would work for sure. It would work for sure. I would look at myself. I would look at myself and see that it's taking me a few years to go from like this uh, plateau to like really uh, expanding rapidly. Hey,
1: Business Building Warrior. Welcome to another episode of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host jim of silentgym.com. There's going to be a link at that website for this episode to every resource we talk about today. The guests and I are going to talk about some really cool tools and things that you may want to go check out. So we put links to all that in the show notes near this episode. If you're watching on YouTube, it's in the description of the video. Hey, thanks for joining us today. This is yet another guest who lives outside the United States. He lives in Turkey. Actually, currently, who has built an incredible business buying and selling products inside the United States on Amazon? Because you hear me say all the time it doesn't matter where you live, you can run this business from anywhere. Amazon in the United States is huge, full of opportunity, millions of listings on Amazon right now that you could be selling against if you just learned how to recognize them and then find the products to sell against those listings. We call this the RePlan system. So yesterday is another student of the Replens system. His name is Rami. He's been in our community for about eight years. So he's been on a bit of a journey through some different strategies that we've taught and some different programs. And he'll talk about that today, a little bit of of his story. But where he's at right now is fully immersed in the Replens system where he never sees or touches, never puts tape on boxes. One of my favorite parts today is he actually says, Hey, I've never had to put duct tape on a box. I'm like, You don't put duct tape on boxes, (laughs) right? Like he he doesn't have to do it. So he's never had to learn that part of the process. He uses prep centers and some other creative arrangements that you're going to hear about today to handle all his inventory. A lot of the things that he buys, for example, are shipped straight from the manufacturers that he's found and discovered through some creative strategies that he shares with us today. And the product goes straight to Amazon. He's got them putting the labels on the product right there at the distributor manufacturer but he's found them using the same strategies that we talk about all the time on this show. So he's a student of the Proven Amazon course. That's where he started, provenamazoncourse.com. You could listen to 250 episodes of this podcast and you're going to hear 99% of them are students of that course who've either used the course or the course plus our coaching program, which is one-on-one, working one-on-one with one of our most successful students who's been recruited onto our team of coaches. And Remy is one of those as well at this point. He was a coaching student and we're talking to him, recruiting him currently, hoping he'll be a coach with us as well. So he's kind of going through that whole cycle. But that's who you hear on this podcast, episode after episode of people who have been down that now what we call very proven path from business leader to success to maybe even a coach on our team. We love seeing that happen and play out. A couple of things that we talked about today is the fact that he lives outside the United States meant there were a couple little challenges as he was getting started. And we've got a course just for people who are in that situation where you live outside the United States, but you want to buy and sell stuff in the US without ever seeing or touching it. Currently, it's a separate course that's just for those proven Amazon course students who want to be able to do this business, getting set up, getting an entity, those kinds of things. We covered internationalaz.com is the name of the course. International A-Z dot com. I'll stick it in the show notes as well. But I just want to make you aware of that. If this episode ends up being popular among people who live outside the U.S. wanting to do these businesses, that's a course that will be a great resource for you as you navigate getting set up on Amazon and getting all those little details taken care of. It says that uh, Rami started coaching with us back in 2019, as I'm reading my notes here. So one of the things I really appreciated and enjoyed about his story today was... The fact that he shares the, the big gap, the big pause between starting with us as a coaching student and then life got kind of crazy and he had, he's a full-time engineer in charge of a couple hundred people and life got a little uh, nutty there for a while as he's making a transition to Turkey. So he paused for two years and then came back, not sure what we'd say when we said he said, okay, I'm ready to get my coaching going again. Well, the coach he was working with had moved on into some other cool projects, but we got him hooked up with the coach of his choice who he'd heard on a podcast episode and Off to the races he went, his business is doing extremely well now, mid six figures per year at very healthy margins. Using the Replens model, he shares several new golden nuggets today that I really enjoyed of how he finds Replens, including one that's right there in Amazon Seller Central that I'd never heard before. Just when I think I've heard it all, he dropped a golden nugget today. You'll hear him mention it later about the way that... He adds new products to the catalog and does replens hunt, replens searches right as he's doing it and finds some really cool winners. He even uses eBay to find replens. How cool is that? So it's a very creative conversation today. A little bit of something for everyone. If you're brand new to our community, you're going to benefit greatly from this episode. The Encouragement of what's possible. Maybe you've been around a long time and you're waiting for those two or three golden nuggets of new ideas. Well, this episode certainly has a lot of that as well, including a great conversation about his plans for a private label product and kind of transitioning into having his own community and building an audience and some strategies I share with him that have worked really well with some other clients of mine that have gone on to do incredibly successful things, building their own communities and building their own audiences and serving them well, getting that multiple streams of income going. So that's the conversation today. I'm going to bring on the line Mr. Rami. Shuhab. It was a pleasure hanging out to him. I think it's Shahab, actually. It was really cool hanging out with him. And uh, I can't believe there's so many great people in this community who have been around, in some cases, close to a decade or more that I've just never met or interacted with, but they've built incredible businesses. And this is just a great example of that. So thanks for hanging out with Rami and I today. We're going to have a great chat. I think you're going to benefit greatly. So Rami, welcome to the show.
0: Hello, Jim. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
1: Great to meet you, man. I can't wait to get into your story. Let's go, buddy.
0: All right. All right. I joined the PAC community in 2014. Actually, uh, the way I came across the pack community was through another internet marketer who I bought a Kindle course from. Hmm. And at the same time, there was this uh, very multi thousand dollar expensive course, private label, Amazon course coming out. So I went back to this person and I asked them, like, Do you know of a legit amazon course for selling physical products to amazon but which doesn't break the bank and which is a really good course and they just sent me a simple one-liner like
1: personal email
0: check out jim Cochran's proven amazon course
1: <laughs> eight years ago <laughs> That was years so great ago. eight years wow
0: yeah and i remember i clicked on the link i went to the page And what the first thing I noticed is that it wasn't one of those like really sales hype hype kind of pages. It was like really transparent and simple. Like this is what the course is. This is what you'll get. This is what it costs. And these are some of our success stories. And there was a recording there of you and uh, Barrington McIntosh at the time. Yes.
1: I was just uh, talking to him uh, over Skype messaging back and forth yesterday. Yeah.
0: Right, right. And uh, what really caught me in the story is that he he was selling successfully in the U.S., but he lived in Jamaica on an island. Mm-hmm. And he was doing this very successfully. So it didn't take me more than half an hour, really. I bought the course and I started to work on it like that weekend. I'm an engineer by study and I was in a full-time job back then. And uh, I started going through the course and everything. And I went through a lot of courses through the pack. as as courses were being added to the pack throughout that time. But my first product that I sold on Amazon was actually one year later, in mid-2015. There were so many bits and pieces of the puzzle that I needed to put through until I took the first step. There was a uh, course that came out that was called Get On AZ. It was with Barrington Mm -hmm. and with Nathan Bailey. And they talked about all of these tools that international sellers can have, like Payoneer, and um, and the way that you can get around of not being in a country where Amazon accepts sellers from. So that really helped actually. But then I saw a lot of time going by. I said I have to jump into this somehow, some way. Let me assign like a hundred or two hundred dollars, and I'm ready to lose those if something does not go right. So I remember the first thing I bought was uh, from Toys R Us. Toys R Us was still there back then. I checked a couple of products there versus a couple of products from Amazon. They were from the clearance section. And I found that I could make like easily maybe 30% ROI on those. And I said, let me buy this. And I sent them to a prep center. And I had learned about prep centers back then and how they can work with uh, international sellers. And the products went in and they sold within one week. And that's, that's when I really got hooked.
1: You learned very early on. You're one of the earliest students that we taught how to buy and sell in the United States without ever seeing or touching your inventory. Absolutely. And you mentioned that course, the the Get On Amazon course. And now we call it the internationalaz.com is the course now. Have you been through that one yet? There's a few, probably a few new things for you to learn there. You could probably teach it at this point though, (laughs) being from Turkey. right? Like you're doing this. And I love these stories of students who live outside the U.S., they're buying and selling in the U.S. Right. and building right. successful businesses using the stuff we teach around here. But yeah, have you have you seen that international AZ? I haven't seen the new version of it. Here. I haven't seen the new version of it. Uh, might be a few I, new things I, uh, in here, although it sounds like you're pretty dialed in. Like I said, you could probably teach it for us, Rami. <laughs> oh <probably not. laughs> Thanks. That would be a problem. Well, you've, you've built so a beautiful much. business. So that's great. So you started off just kind of, you know, hitting some websites online, Toys R Us, found some deals, right? Yes. Uh, you're still working full time. I was
0: still working full time back then. Yeah, exactly. There were sites like Toys R Us, uh, Cabela's, Best Buy, Newegg. I bought a lot of things. I tried a lot of things, but I got to a point where I said I really need to stick to something where I can just replenish the product over and over again. So uh, about another six or seven months down the road, I found this company on Alibaba. They're a coffee manufacturer. And um, they hadn't had any of their products sold on Amazon yet. And I built a good relationship with their export manager. And I said, okay, let me make a couple of orders with you. Uh, The company's from Vietnam. Uh, Let me make a couple of orders with you. And if things go well, how about you give me an exclusivity agreement? And they agreed to it. Actually, this is maybe the closest wholesale part there is to private label. Like, it's midway in between. And I've worked with that company a long time, and I've built a good relationship with this gentleman to a point where he started also uh, leading me to other local products in Vietnam uh, outside his regular job. And uh, we got into so many products. Like, uh, I've been working for almost four years with this person, and it's gotten to a point where they do my labeling for me. Previously when I bought from them, they used to go to the prep center, but now they have all my FNSQs. I just send them the order, they label my products and they go straight from Vietnam into Amazon FBA centers.
1: That is beautiful. I love that, Rami. Well done, man. So they're putting your Amazon seller labels right on the product as it goes out the door and sending them straight to which makes a lot of sense. That saves a lot of a lot on shipping. Right, you have got to ship the product somewhere, so they just prep it and ship it for you right to Amazon.
0: It saves time, it saves money, it saves at least two weeks in transit time, and it saves at least two or three dollars a piece. And these guys like they're really great. They don't. It doesn't matter what whether they're doing a two pack, a three pack, or four pack. I can send them all kinds of variations because I've been a good client to them. Like, I pay them on time, I'm very respectful. If problems happen or issues happen. We, we just solve it together. So Yeah,
1: and you're just working awesome. directly with them. And do you still have that exclusive agreement? Are you the only one selling their stuff on Amazon?
0: What happened uh, down the road is that the factory closed. The factory uh, for which I used to sell their uh, products and brands closed. But we still do business together. I still do business with this gentleman because he can, he can get me anything from Vietnam. So we get things like uh, coffee, beauty products, uh, and medication as well. So And he always sends me suggestions, like we've, we have this product going on. If he sees it on Amazon, he tells me, I've, I've seen it on Amazon, and I think, I think you could make good money on this. That's so we have awesome. That back.
1: So the relationship is the real asset of this arrangement, is what I'm hearing.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Relationships
1: Which, are ever. And you've heard us say that so many times, right, Rami, as, as, a, as a member <laughs> of this community? I mean, you've been around long enough that you can be a witness that, I've been talking relationships for, I mean, as long as you've been around eight years, I've been doing this 20, such a relationship driven business, but you struck up a relationship with some random vendor you found online and said, Hey, could I do an exclusive? And and even when their company closed, that connection, that relationship has enabled you to go and continue to make money together and serve well together. That's an awesome story. And some of the other products you've gotten into. So these aren't products that he actually owns. He just kind of does the connections. He does the groundwork for you in Vietnam. Is that how it works?
0: Yes, absolutely. He's got a lot of connections with pharmacies, with factories and wholesalers. So he combines all of them together. And it's gotten to a point where I send him just one order sheet, and it's got products from all over the places. Different mm-hmm. multipacks and bundles. Mm-hmm. And he just uh, does everything, all the multi-packing at his warehouse. And uh, it goes straight from there with express
1: shipments as well. That's fantastic. Now, are, are you looking for replans as you're doing this? Or are you launching some new products from time to time?
0: It's mainly replans so far. All of the products I've been working on, they've existed on Amazon in, sort of, uh, some, in a way or another. Some of them are products which haven't sold in years. So uh, I add my listing to it. I get to a point where I'm able to edit the listing. Uh, Usually, it would have at least like four or five reviews on it. So it's had that history. And I know that way that people in the US, probably expats from the Far East, they know this product. And I change the images around. I do some keywords in there. I put some things in the description and it starts to pick up again. And sooner or later, I find competitors coming on the listing as well. So it's sure.
1: like, we yeah, you're the one that did the work. You yeah. got it set up and rocking again. Right. But the, yeah. as the replens model works, you're selling right alongside shoulder to shoulder, quite often. And we can talk about maybe some of the things you're going to start doing to transition and, and own a few ASINs. But let me just right. make sure the new listeners are kept up to speed today as we start talking about replens uh, Rami, because that is the system we teach in the proven Amazon course hundreds of recent success stories on this podcast alone. You can scroll back and hear those. So we're not going to describe a whole lot what it is, but basically it's selling the same product over and over again. Without trying to establish it yourself, you're selling against an existing listing. And I love that you're going back, Rami, and finding these listings that have kind of been abandoned, but the evidence is there that you can breathe life back into them. Talk me through that a little bit. What are you looking for when you look for these ASINs?
0: The first way it starts out is... Actually, there's a very important feature in Amazon, which is the Add a Product feature. The way I used to do it previously is that I used to only look for uh, the famous product on Amazon, the one which has the exact UPC and has all the good images and all the good copyright. But when you go into the Add a Product feature in Amazon and you type in the name of the product, you can find the same product on several listings. It's just that instead of selling 20 or 30 units, a they might be might have sold five or 10 units only a month. So that's where the opportunity really is. And if, if it's got one or two reviews, that's even even better. Uh, you know that it's got a chance. That is so where is a great I'm tip.
1: On. I don't think we've ever had that tip given either, Rami. So let me restate what you just said, because I don't think that my team has ever done this before. See if I'm getting this right. So okay. if you, you find an interesting product and we're not trying to set up a brand new product on Amazon and, and introduce a new product to the Amazon catalog. We're just, we're just finding an interesting product and then saying, hey, I want to set up a new product, Amazon. Right. And, and as you start to type in the description and the brand, Amazon's going to make suggestions saying, hey, but this might already exist in our catalog. And you're going to look through those as potential replans. You're going to analyze those ASINs that Amazon gives you and see if any of them are a good replen based on, hey, did this ever work in the past? Does it have reviews Is a great indicator? And not necessarily going after the one that has all the activity, maybe 30 sellers and there's not much margin there, but you're looking for maybe that second, third, fourth, fifth place listing. Indeed.
0: Indeed.
1: Correct? Did I, say, did I say that
0: correctly? Yes, absolutely. That's, that's where there's hidden opportunity. And uh, basically, when you go inside the Seller Central and you go to that catalog section. There's the add a product feature where you either put yep. the ASIN or the um, UPC or you type in the name of the product.
1: Don't use the ASIN, yeah. don't use the UPC. Type in the name of the exactly. product. That's the big That's tip, it. right? Because then Amazon That's makes suggestions on several ASINs that you should consider indeed. and you do a replant analysis on those.
0: Exactly. I use... Uh, Beautiful I idea. Uh, just two tools, KIPA and seller. And yeah. Can...
1: Keepa and Rev Seller. I love it. Yeah. I mean, there's, there are multiple sellers in our community that use just that. And maybe they get some inventory lab in the mix to help them with their shipments, but you're shipping stuff straight to Amazon. <laughs> and so yeah, all this is beautiful. Great stuff, man. We got to get you as a coach on the team eventually, I have a feeling. I just got a feeling. I don't know if you want another stream of income, and maybe coach a few people at some point.
0: I would really love to explore that opportunity, Jim. It would be an honor.
1: Well, anyway. Hey, Let's talk about it then, man. Because you know you've got a teacher's heart. You're very precise with your words. You've got that engineering brain, which I relate more to—just uh, kind of precise, step by step, methodical—and which makes for great teachers, in my opinion.
0: Um, uh, I know your story very well, Jim. You were you were selling
1: Microsoft. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. It's so strange. I feel like I should know you so much better than I do. You've been around for eight years, and you were even talking about some of the old forums before our Facebook group even started, which is ancient history now. that but you've been around for a while, so imagine you do have a few stories that uh, you've heard me repeat a few things a few times, right? There's a there's several common themes around here, but yeah, I used to sell software for Microsoft, and and uh, I love I loved their tools at the time, and I'm more of a Google Docs kind of guy now, though. But anyway, story for another day. But uh, well, I love it. So so a part of your story is you're finding great new replens or finding replens. You're not introducing new products. You're just selling the same way we teach replens. But what I love about our conversation so far, Rami, is you just introduced a brand new way for us to find replens. I thought every time I think I've heard it all, boom, there's another strategy. That's beautiful, man.
0: Happy to give back, Jim. Happy to give back.
1: Yeah, that's going to help a lot of people.
0: Indeed. Uh, the great thing about this way is that you can also find a lot of basins uh, which are out of stock, which you wouldn't normally find if you're just doing the basic Amazon research on the main Amazon website.
1: Of course. and Those out of stock listings are beautiful. And, and for those who don't know the conversation we're having right now, just to make sure we're keeping everybody up to speed. It's pretty easy to analyze a replan with some basic training. Once you've been through the proven Amazon course and you know the basics of finding replans, if it's got a lot of active selling activity, say this month it sold you know, 50 drops, which represents a couple hundred units of sales. It's pretty easy to analyze that ASIN. But what if it was selling really, really well a year ago and then both sellers who were selling it just stopped selling it for some reason or it went out of stock for a while and everyone kind of ignored it? How do you right. know if that's a good replan or not? Well, you can know. And that's the stuff we're getting into here: is ways to discover those. Where if someone would just send a few in, that ASIN comes back to life suddenly and Absolutely. profiting. So you're telling us that you know that add a product feature in Seller right. Central. Right. Don't use the barcode. Don't use an ASIN. Use a description. It's going to give you a list of ASINS that are worth. So many things. <laughs> All right, where do you want to go next with your story, man? It's your story. Let's keep it rocking.
0: Right. So a few years down the road, I couldn't really see the five thousand dollar. Mark a month, you know, that was about $3,000, that's it. But then I signed up for coaching. I said, you know, something's, something's wrong. I need to scale up in some way. I signed up with coaching and uh, I worked with uh, Jeff Thompson at the time. And we started, that was back in February 2019. And it was really solid material I got from Jeff. Now he looked into what I was doing already. He looked into, I still had that exclusive agreement with the coffee at that time. And we started getting into how we can improve the images, how we can improve the copy. It was all basically just building upon what I I have. There was something else like I need to scale much faster. I need to scale much faster than this. And back then, there wasn't a, let's say, a replense model packaged in the way it is right now, and given taught in the way it is right now. There were ASINs that you can probably get on, but the problem is how do you find that inventory? And there were all of these tools about online arbitrage, those tools that give you like five deals a day, which everyone's jumping on at the same time. And they only compared uh, the product which you find at, say, a Walmart or a Best Buy to the main product in Amazon. They didn't go beyond that. And so I didn't find success on that.
1: Right. Yes. A lot of race to the bottom, as we call it now, type of ASINs. Everybody's buying the same thing. Yeah. We've talked about that quite a bit in our community lately. As far as like, once you mature in the replant hunting adventure, you move away from that. It's not even a factor anymore. But early on, you go back in time four or five years ago, and that's a lot of what people were doing. Scanning barcodes, looking for sales, and that was about it. And you'd get excited, game. send it all in, and it would tank as soon as it got there, <laughs> right?
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was a numbers game, unfortunately. So a few months, a uh, few months of, of coaching, and I, I was really happy with that coaching. Something happened. I uh, my circumstances have changed. I was in a really time consuming, and back then uh, in the UAE, I had a lot of my I had a lot of my hands. I was managing about uh, two hundred people between employees and subcontractors. And um, I was on at my job one day and I, at 7 p.m. in the evening. Like, that's how late I used to stay. I was getting ready to move, uh, to go back home. I get a call from my boss. And he says, uh, did the client say something to you today? I said, no. I said, did you, he said, did you hear anything today? I said, no, what happened? He said, well, our client CEO just called me. And he said, look no, no offense to you guys. It's not a performance issue or anything. It's just that we're taking all the services, all the outsourced services, we're taking them in house because we need to save money and we're going to save like 30% off. It. <laughs> and, uh, I said, yeah. Okay. So what are we going to do next? He said, we are on a three month notice period. And we're going to send everyone notice letters tonight and we just have to demobilize now. At the end of the call, he said, but because in his mind, I was going to start to panic. But he never thought that that call was an answer to my prayer because I was on a dilemma. Do I move this year with my family to Turkey or do I stay? And so when I got that call that night, I knew that that was a sign. I knew what I had to do. It was time for me to move because we wanted to go and live in Turkey for many reasons related to livelihood, the place where we want our children to grow and everything. So I knew that was the next step I had to take.
1: And I can't tell you the number of times, Rami, that I've heard people say, you know, that point where they get what everyone else thinks and themselves internally, they think, oh no, this is terrible news. This is life altering bad news, but it just becomes a pivot point for something beautiful that might not have ever happened otherwise. And I think the older we get, the more we realize like, yeah, that's all bad news really is, is a pivot point that takes us to something beautiful. If we maintain a good, you know, a walk with God and a, a good relationship Absolutely. with the people we love and uh, those pivot points just become beautiful transitions into something new and, you know, Absolutely. life gives you another path.
0: Absolutely. And it's something you're just waiting for because when you're actually in a job, a job is a blessing at the end of the day, even if you're not really happy there because it's income, it's stability. Mm -hmm. Let's just leave and walk away if you have another plan. So sometimes you just need that sign, that nudge to tell you, okay, you've stayed here long enough. It's time for you to go.
1: That's right. That little nudge. Well, that's beautiful. So what year was that when that happened? That was exactly mid-2019. Okay. About three years Uh, ago. Right. And I uh,
0: completed my notice period with the company. I even stayed another two months to help them out with a new project. And at that time, during those five months of notice and staying extra, I got so many jobs to stay there with them, with other projects. The client even wanted to take me on because I already know their business. I said no to all of that. I said, no, that's it. I'm, I'm leaving. I want to do my own thing. My online business was probably not at a place where it could like full-time support me, but I just wanted to take that leap. I wanted to take that leap. I knew that I could do this. I knew that I could do this. So we did it. I left everything behind. I changed the country. I changed everything. And we just went there. And uh, I had to stop the coaching at that time because there were so many things going on, really.
1: You paused. You paused the coaching,
0: right? I paused. I asked Jeff that I need to pause for that period of time. Yeah, I'm going to go over through the over the material again, and hopefully we're going to pick it up in the, in the next few months.
1: Yeah, we do that. We pause for students all the time, and you know, life yeah. happens, different seasons come along, and you know different changes, a move, a, a sickness, a circumstance, and pick it back up where we left off. And one of the things I always say is, once a coaching student. Always a coaching student, oh, okay. meaning it's not like there's a clock that's ticking. No, hey, we're here for you. Uh, you know, Absolutely. you, you Absolutely. when you're serious, and, and we, I think you're evidence of that, right? That okay. we're here. Kudos for to term. your
0: coaching team, Jim. I mean, the the, the support is amazing. Everything's really, the flexibility. The flexibility, like it wasn't like, okay, you came back two years, you want coaching again? I mean, you can't come back after two years. None of that. None of that. It's like great. Who do you want as your coach? Yeah, I asked to be coached with uh, with Abe McMahon, and we'll get to that. But I was like, okay, let's check if he's available, and that's it. A week later, we have our first session.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So,
0: that's why I've been a part of your community for eight years. So. You don't you don't normally find that anywhere.
1: Wait, right, and I appreciate that because maintaining that level of integrity in a system takes a lot of work. <laughs> And thank you for appreciating and noticing that uh, because it, it is a lot of work, but just a lot of really good people that really care. And we've been blessed. You know, at this point, we have 60 coaches. Back when you came on, there was maybe, you know, five, seven of us, but uh, right. it's it's right. grown considerably now. And it's a beautiful team of people to work with. And we have the same attitude though. Hey, we're here for you. If you're a coaching student, we're here for you. Beautiful. I, I appreciate you giving us a shout out on that. So yeah, keep the story going, man. I'm I'm really enjoying this.
0: Okay. So it was about September 2019. Uh, That was my last day on a job. I think that was even my last day where I wore a tie. I don't remember wearing a tie (laughs) since three years ago. Right. So I come here and my Amazon business is still in the 3,000, 5,000 monthly sales. And I said, I need to go. I need to really scale up. If I'm going to make this a living, I really need to scale up. And luckily, that's the time when the replants course came in. Mm-hmm. I like go from zero to 10K a month using Re-Plans, uh Jimmy Smith's course. And I really went to it. I, I really benefited from that course. It was about going into different Amazon categories, all of these products, which not a lot of people look at, look at the listings where their images are a bit off. Yes. And I, and I tried all of them. I tried all of that. And uh, the reverse sourcing training also came about at that time, also yeah. by Danny Stock. Yeah. So all these courses were really helpful. They kind of shifted me from where I was, like focus on just one niche, one product, try to take exclusivities from wholesalers to go somewhere where you can just hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. And uh, back at that time, there, we, there were videos about sourcing from all of these different websites. And uh, what really helped me was sourcing from eBay. And I'll get into eBay, uh, how I use eBay to find replex, until this day even. So the first time I saw them looking into eBay, I thought to myself, why would anyone go and try to source products from eBay? like, eBay is just another retailer site. But then I tried something. I tried something. I found a product at Amazon. I wanted to find it somewhere else and all those big, retailer sites like Walmart, like Target. and I didn't find it. I said, let me try eBay. So I went in there and I found a seller with a good rating and a good history. And he had 10 of those products. And I thought to myself, okay, he has 10 of them. Maybe he wants to just liquidate them. Let me ask if he's going to give me a discount. On. I remember back then they were those uh, teeth and products. I couldn't find them anywhere now. So I asked him, I'm ready to buy all your 10 units. Okay, are you happy to sell them to me for this much? And he said, yeah, sure. I said, okay, great. He sent me an offer. And the offer came in. And uh, I got those products and they, and they sold really well. And that opened up like really uh, new ways for me, new ways to look at things. And that's the that's, uh, advantage of eBay is that you can give and take and actually talk with the seller and come to a deal, But you yeah. cannot do that on other websites. Right. Yeah. Now moving on from there to the actually
1: the, well, let me ask you a question. They, Let's talk about that eBay story for just a moment. I want to make sure I understand and explain and and learn a lesson there. I like you know just to explain for the new listeners and for my my sake as well and for more experienced replen sellers you found a good replin on Amazon and you begin looking around, okay, where can I find this thing so I can buy it and begin selling it? You can't find it anywhere except eBay. So you buy them from eBay. But that's not typically a, you don't get a receipt necessarily, an itemized receipt from a respected retailer, right? So do you ever get the feeling when you're doing that, that you're playing in kind of that uncomfortable gray area where if Amazon ever accused you of counterfeit, let's say, you don't have a whole lot to back up that's right. right, Are you? How do you process Absolutely. through that, or have you ever ran into that?
0: That's that's the risk with eBay, actually. So okay. the strategy is, uh, you can use eBay to test like five or ten units of a replan that you want to go into, but ultimately you're going to have to find a wholesale for that for that product.
1: Yeah, a retail <laughs> store, an online site that can give you a, give you a, a detailed. Really, that's my line in the sand. Is I need an itemized receipt. From a respected retailer, recognized website. You know, I need an item, and eBay may or may not cut it. <laughs> so, yeah, you, it is just so people know there's a little tiny edge of risk in what you just suggested. But where I thought you were going, I said you, you found the distributor or the manufacturer because they were selling on eBay, and, and that's not a bad way to go either. You may be able to find.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You can. Uh, the first thing you, you need to do on eBay, if it's someone you're dealing with for the first time, they have to be someone who's been on eBay for a long while and they have to have like a really high rating, at yes. least 90% as a seller.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they need to have been on eBay for a long time. So they have to be someone legit. So the, so the risk of getting into a counterfeit claim or, or any sorts of problem is less and less.
1: That's a great tip. Yes. Because I, I have Absolutely. one of those accounts. I've been, I've been on eBay. I'm one of the first PayPal account owners. <laughs> like I've been on eBay forever. That's where I started, you know, 20 plus years ago. So well before I was teaching it, that's just what I was doing to make money on the side. So yeah, I learned to recognize a really established solid eBay seller from someone who's just kind of popping up and selling some counterfeits. Don't flip that onto Amazon. You're going to have a disaster. So yeah, I'm glad we spent a little time on that. Just so we don't send anybody down a, a treacherous path here. All right, so Absolutely. so great, yeah. Keep it, keep us going, man.
0: Right, so I kept, I kept on eBay. I stayed on eBay for a while, and I still do source products from eBay, but I always transition from that five to ten units trial into let's try to find a wholesaler for this item. Mm-hmm. And uh, on eBay, you can find wholesalers. You can find wholesalers on eBay. It's those sellers which have like tens, of, tens of thousands of reviews, so many products on there. You can ask them. Now, eBay doesn't like, but you can ask them, do you have a website or do you actually operate somewhere else? And sometimes you can find their website from depth from just their name on eBay. Mm-hmm. And I've actually landed about three or four wholesalers, which I still work with till today, using that method.
1: That's a great and- strategy. Yeah. Look for some big hitters on eBay, large accounts, see what they're selling. Maybe they're a distributor or wholesaler or even the manufacturer and... Boom! You're dealing straight with the guy at the top. It's a great tip, yeah. indeed.
0: And you get you get covered from the uh, from the invoice side of things. That now you know right. you're dealing with a legit supplier.
1: You're right. It's not an eBay transaction anymore. When you buy from them, you're going to their website or you know directly to you know calling calling them for your order. That's such a great tip. I can tell you've been doing this a while, man. You've you've had it. You've got a few little gold nuggets up your sleeve that, that we don't hear a whole lot around here. This is good. Oh, anything for the community, man appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, quick interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment, but I want to make sure you know about The Proven Conference coming up August 12th through 14th, 2022 in Louisville, Kentucky. Join hundreds of your fellow business building warriors, the same people who listen to this podcast, the successful students you've heard interviewed, the coaches on our team. There's over 60 of them. We're all going to go, hundreds of us, to Louisville, Kentucky, August 12th through 14th. We want you there. Come hang out, be a part of this incredible community. We've done this several times in the past. It gets better every single time. It's unlike any other conference you've ever been to because the stage and all the breakout sessions are comprised of the great leaders and students from our own community. We don't bring in outside experts that you could go watch on YouTube anytime you want. Now, we are putting on the stage the people that you'd love to meet face to face. It's an event unlike any you've ever attended. It will change your life. August 12th through 14th, 2022 in Louisville, Kentucky. See theprovenconference.com for details. theprovenconference.com. There's a link in the show notes as well. Okay, let's get back to the program. That's such a great tip. I can tell you've been doing this a while, man. You've you've had it. You got a few little gold nuggets up your sleeve that, that we don't hear a whole lot around here. This is good.
0: Oh, anything for the community, man.
1: Appreciate it, thank you. Let's keep it rolling. So we've talked we've talked about quite a few things, and and we're still a couple of years out from from modern day where you're at right now and some of the things you're doing. So you keep the story going. There's golden nuggets in this story. I, I'm really enjoying this.
0: Uh, it's gone to a point where I try to I try to want to get myself out of the day to day, and these strategies are very simple strategies. So I was able actually to teach them to to someone else. I have two people working for me online today and um, most of what they do is just try to find replays online every day. And they go to all sorts of sites, even websites that I haven't heard of, and uh, they really come up with good finds. And um, everything is in a uh, methodic sort of way. They've got their uh, SOPs, their step-by-step. I've recorded videos for them of how to find products and how to do the calculations and how to use RevSeller and how to use Keeper. And it's been going very well. I've had them with me for a year, for almost a year right now. Every now and then we come across a product, which turns out to be a private label product. It really comes with experience. So we send in that product and a week later we get either a letter to my mailing address in the US or over Amazon. Most of the time I ignore them. Most of the time I do ignore them. And I reply back. Actually, I replied back saying, you haven't done your brand registry on Amazon. It was easy for me and anyone else to get on the listing. So, I mean, why are you sending that message? Why are you sending it? Do your homework first, get your brand registry, get pre-approval on your listing, and then come back. And if you need help, I can help you. If you want me to help you with that process, I can help you with that
1: process if you want. I'm going to call that golden nugget number three. This is almost like we're doing a training class today, buddy. Yeah, we got to get you. We got to get you on the team because, in a very nonchalant way, you've just uncovered a very, very powerful concept. And let me just restate it in my own words. But from time to time, you'll be selling using the replens model. All of us have run into this. We'll find a great asin. It looks good. It looks good on keepa, and it meets all the checkpoints. So we're like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in and give this a shot. I'm gonna sell on this listing. Then you get yeah. a, a letter from the angry brand owner saying, hey, get off my listing. This is mine. Well, you've, you push back with not only saying, hey, you haven't really registered your brand. It's there for anybody to sell against. That's the first thing you said. So you educate them. But then you offer to partner up with them and turn them into a potential client. Have you actually received any clients yet this way or anybody that you've helped? Has anyone taken you up on your offer yet? It hasn't happened yet. They haven't taken me on the offer. Yeah, but, said, oh, but still, I'll it's a brilliant here. strategy. It's like, hey, you're not doing it right. I'm here to help if you want it. <laughs> and, absolutely,
0: absolutely. I don't take it personally, you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. It might that's also yeah. have an opportunity. And the other thing I love that's kind of woven into that story is don't get freaked out when you get a little pushback from other sellers. Most of the time you ignore these. It comes through the Amazon communication channel right. or whatever. Like, unless Amazon itself is worked up and telling you, hey, account health issue here, You know, do something right. about... You just you can ignore the vast majority of all of that stuff. It's just it because all for all we know it's just another random seller who's trying to scare you and look like they're the brand owner. Which by the way, I heard of a large lawsuit against one of those guys and they got roasted pretty hard. Pretending to be the brand owner when you're not is actually illegal. <laughs> so they lost a huge court challenge and and uh, they were because they were trying to scare a bunch scare a bunch of other sellers off of the listings they were on and got themselves in big trouble. But anyway. Absolutely the interesting sure. edges of the business we're in. But really, there's, there's no need to be afraid of those IP alerts and those brand challenges. It's always navigatable. You can get through it. Uh, but you will- It only see.
0: becomes a problem. It only becomes a problem really when uh, three or four of them hit your account health at the same time. Because some of them, they know how to put an IP claim on your account. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's happened to me really. One time my account got suspended and I got it back. Another time it was about to get suspended. Because of multiple IP claims coming together at the same time. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Amazon is when they see multiple violations hitting your account at the same time, it's like they freak out. So that's when you have to really take care of them, take care of them then and then. Yes. And um, I didn't want to really go down that rabbit hole and cause more damage.
1: I'm always nervous too. And I can respect the kind of what I'm hearing from you, Rami, is we don't want to scare people into thinking, oh no, that's terrible. That's why Amazon's terrible. No, I'll put it this way, Rami. And you've heard me say this. We've taught thousands of people how to sell on Amazon. Thousands and thousands. We've had 7,000 coaching students come through our program. That's coaching students. That's not proven Amazon core students. There's a whole bunch of them. And I can count on one hand the number of people that have been permanently suspended on Amazon in our community from this stuff. And in all those cases, I'm convinced now, knowing what I know, that had we been persistent and had they been interested in continuing, we could have got their account back. It's just not an issue. But you do need to be aware of it. That's Absolutely. You
0: You just need to stay on top of the alerts and everything. Mm -hmm. Amazon calls you. Most of the time, Amazon calls you, especially if you've been there for a while, you've got... Good yep. metric. We've got good customer service. They actually will call you, and they they will ask you questions, and they will take reassurances from you to a point to a point with me that I did not have to submit an appeal. They said, mm-hmm. "Okay, we're happy with what we've heard. Yeah, uh, your account is now not at risk of deactivation because exactly. you're doing good things here. So we 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 we'll believe we believe that you're gonna." do good things over
1: here as well. A, a few years ago, I met and had a great conversation with the gentleman at Amazon headquarters in Seattle who's in charge of the team that makes those phone calls. And right. he told me in a very convincing tone, he was, I mean, he was very emotional. He said, he said, the hardest part of our job is knowing that sometimes we turn off the accounts of really good people on accident. We do everything we can to get him back as fast as possible when that happens. And we call everybody. He said, you may not think you got a phone call, you did. We did everything we could to reach out, contact you. He said a lot of times people have an old phone number, a bad phone number. He said that drives us nuts. We're trying to get a hold of a really good seller, trying to prevent something that's going to scare them from happening. You know, so these people have a heart, they have a conscience. You know, they they don't want to suspend the good guys. Uh, said. So I've been very bullish and confident since then that yeah we're dealing with good people that are dealing in a pretty overwhelming situation with the number of accounts and there are a lot of spammers and bad guys out there, bad stuff that deserve to be suspended. And sometimes the good guys get mixed in with that, and we get right out as you know as fast as we can when that happens. So, yeah, we don't want to spend too much time on it, but when we do, I want to make sure that we don't scare anybody. So I appreciate you mentioning those things. But uh, okay. all right, now let, let, again, balls in your court. Let's keep it rolling.
0: All right. So come today. Come to today. Um, I'd really like to go into the direction of uh, having uh, an established set of wholesalers and suppliers, and just. Try to keep replenishing as much as possible. Just use that leverage as far, uh, as far as possible. I do have products that fall off either because they've either tanked on Amazon or because they're not available anymore. But I always keep that ball rolling. I always, uh, We always have new replants coming in every day on that spreadsheet. Uh, we have a spreadsheet set up where, we, where they uh, have the name of the product, the ASIN on Amazon, the link to the supplier, and the ROI. Which I've taught them how to calculate using RevSoler. So that is where the business is at at the moment. I have two wholesalers overseas, which means they're outside the U.S. And I've got three sailor, uh, three or four wholesalers in the U.S. So they, those are like the long-time people I've been working with so far, and it's been going well. It's been going well. The most important thing is keeping that relationship going, paying on time. Things go wrong, just solve it all together.
1: And when you it's mentioned that your team, you're talking about those virtual assistants that you trained yourself, you found and trained. And where are they located? Uh,
0: one of them is my cousin back in Lebanon. And, oh, cool. Uh, uh, the other is a lady in the Philippines.
1: Philippines, yeah, very popular. I hired,
0: yeah, I hired her over online jobs. Ph.
1: Yes, and we we've got yeah. a lot of Filipinos. We're well past 250 clients at this point for our proven replens VA program, as you've heard. Yeah, that's You're Training amazing. them for people now. So it sounds like you've had yours from before we started doing it. You trained them yourself, but that's a service we offer right. now. Tra- training these replant hunting ninjas is what I call them. That's all they do all day for about $4 an hour. What do you pay your current Filipino Filipino worker? What's their hourly rate? Uh,
0: I pay the Filipino $550 a month.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a, a great, really great income. That is a yeah. tremendous salary. And but they, it sounds like they've been with you for a while and they're working really, really hard for you. So yeah, that's yeah. a great income for them. You know, that and that's about in line with what we do. About, you know, four dollars an hour is average for us and full time gigs. That's you know, 160 a week times four, you know. So you're right in the ballpark of about what we pay. But the average yeah. salary there is a dollar per hour yeah. in Philippines. So anything above that is is a great job for the most part. It's great income for them. Absolutely. That's great. It is. It's a great living. They can make a great yeah. living. It spends like about, you know, the $4 per hour. The thing I always tell people is $4 an hour in the Philippines as a Filipino is about like $30 an hour in the U.S. as an American. Amazing. Just to give That's a point a... of reference.
0: And they're and they're learning skill, which maybe one day they'll just pick up and
1: use for themselves. Makes them very, very valuable to others and they can start their own business. You're absolutely right. So very absolutely. well done. So your business, you've explained your business model, kind of your journey. Where are you at right now? Tell us if you had to paint a picture, you know, share whatever numbers you're comfortable sharing, but how's it going right now?
0: Sure. Uh, I've gotten to a point where I'm comfortably doing six figures a year. Margins are somewhere between 22 to 24%. I can't really pinpoint it exactly because cost of goods changes all the time, especially with the pandemic. Cost of shipping just goes up by the week. It's really hard to... Point that that's where it is at the moment. I'm looking to expand more, of course, within the uh plans space, of course, because that's been very successful. Uh, I've started to sell in Walmart as well, I'm doing it, uh, about a thousand dollars in Walmart a month right. so far. Playing around uh, with that a little bit,
1: but yeah, it, just playing and I, around with it. A nice, healthy, you know, multiple six figure, and you want to be a little vague with that, which is totally fine. And it, it's a great business. It's more than replaced, I take it, the income you used to have as an engineer at this point? Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And if you look at it at the uh, cost of living where I live in Turkey, it's less than half the cost of living uh, in the UAE. So that as well is, is a big advantage when it comes to it.
1: Fantastic. So your business is doing very well, you'd say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely looking to expand it. And I, I think I'm at a point where it's time to go into private label for a number of reasons. One of them is you never know what might happen with Amazon. We love selling on Amazon. We have a lot of confidence in Amazon, but you never, you never, have, you never know who your customer is. And mm-hmm. Amazon doesn't give you that information. Yes. And uh, going your own way with your own website gives you that power, gives you that ability to actually reach out and communicate with your customers and build that email list and relationship directly with your customers. And so that's where I'm looking to head to the next stage.
1: And you've been around long enough. You've probably heard me say what I'm about to say right now, as we segue into this conversation that I'm looking forward to having with you, Rami, because you said before we hit record today, hey, I want to talk about expanding into private label. And I said, well, can we record that as part of the conversation on the podcast? He said, sure. But what I'm about to say is the most powerful asset that you can build in e-commerce or in any business for that matter. And you've heard me say this before probably, but it's a community, a list of people, be be it an email list or a group that you can communicate to anytime you want and they want to hear from you. You're serving this community and Amazon doesn't necessarily give you the opportunity to do that for the reasons you mentioned that Absolutely. they consider it their customer and you don't get to build relationships. Although I've had some conversations with some of the fairly high level leaders of the Amazon organization, trying to convince them that they could make a whole lot more money if they would open up those floodgates and allow buyers and sellers to connect. Um, perhaps it's a story I can tell again another time, but uh, it, I, do, I do think they will end up there because it just makes so much business sense. But for now, they don't allow that sort of thing. And I think they're leaving a lot of money on the table for themselves and for other sellers because of these rules that they have. But yeah, you do kind of have to get off Amazon if you want to have that asset that I'm describing, that community of people that you can interact with and sell to and get these loyal repeat customers on your mailing list and that sort of thing, right? Um, Which requires having your own brand, your own product, typically. Yes,
0: indeed. indeed. And uh, there are potential products, potential categories that I would like to go into. And we're looking at uh, starting a website, starting an email list. Uh, I'm working on an informational product, uh, 10-page reports, probably some samples to customers who maybe go an extra step uh, of maybe sharing the report or sharing an email address. I don't know. I need to think about that. But uh, definitely start with building an email list, both... uh, both on those autoresponders and on social media
1: as well. Yeah, an area of strength of mine for sure that I don't talk about a whole lot, but it's, it's kind of the business behind this podcast. If you think about it, you know we've got our email list, we've got our Facebook group, we've got a product that we sell. In this case, it's information. You know, We're serving right. our customer with a lot of free content that kind of leads them to the possibility of an eventual purchase and the whole funnel marketing like I, I've gotten pretty good at it over 20 years. That's what I do. So this is a topic of passion for me, even though our listeners don't hear us talk about it a whole lot. This is what I do. Quite a bit of what I do outside of selling physical products. You know, this is the information side and right. you're on a great path. Absolutely. That when you mentioned that short booklet, I love that because um, I could even help you with the title right now. 10 things you must know about whatever it is that you're selling. Right. 10 questions right. you need to ask about whatever it is that, you know, the questions people should be asking <laughs> the questions they are asking and the questions they should be asking that makes for great content. And, and you put that in a book and you give it away free and people are like, wow, now you're the expert in that niche, right? You're the, you're the go-to guy. You wrote a book on the topic. Why wouldn't I buy my products from this guy? Right? So it's, it's, right. A, it's a nice, it's a fun process too. I think you find yourself very passionate about as you start to get into it. Cause now you're, you've, you, there's a, It's a tangible effect you can kind of feel, you can see and sense and interact with your customers instead of them just being random widgets that you know you're helping or they wouldn't be paying, but you never get to meet them. So that relationship kind of becomes the fuel of a new passion when you you start getting off Amazon into some of these other arenas. So how's it going for you so far? Any any questions you have for me where I could be of use possibly?
0: Um, If you were going to start, how would you start?
1: I have this conversation all the time actually I'm working with uh, some people for example right now that have a they have a TV show on HDTV uh, and they're they're talking about hey how can I capitalize on this exposure uh, some people that have a, a huge tourist attraction type of thing that they're building in Las Vegas and I'm having these conversations hey where do we start we want to build a community we want to build an audience I give the same answer all the time even if it's just a you know a stay-at-home mom that has a new kind of soap that she wants to introduce to the world you know i've got my oatmeal soap and i'm passionate about it you know what do i do the, the first step and i actually put this in my 101 free marketing book which that's a 2011 book but it's still about 85% very relevant creative concepts and one of them is find the gatekeepers like this is the homework i would give you this is what launched mike brown the owner of deathwish coffee into just the stratosphere, was right. this advice. Find the people who have the audience that you wish you had. Okay. A list of names. I, mean, I want names. I'm not talking about websites. I'm talking about names, contacts, connections. What's their Twitter handle? Where are they at on LinkedIn? Do they have a YouTube channel? Find these people and stalk them in a positive, friendly way. Become their biggest fan. Genuinely. Like They've done something that you'd like to be able to do. Respect it, admire it, appreciate it, send them supportive comments, suggestions, find things that are broken on their website and say, Hey, this button over here doesn't work. Just thought I'd let you know, right? Become that fan who's like helpful and they love to see. And it doesn't take long to do that. Trust me, it doesn't take long at all to establish. You're kind of earning your way into their circle of people that they don't mind hearing from. You can do this in a couple of weeks with anybody. And now you've got their attention. And so step two is you find a creative way to work with them in a win-win-win, three-way win win arrangement, meaning you bring something to the table that serves their community well and makes them look good. And it benefits you in some way, exposure to your top 10 things you got to know about X, Y, and Z. As Seth Godin is the one who introduced the concept of tribes about, I don't know, 14, 15 years ago, the whole world's kind of divided into tribes online. And every tribe kind of has at its heart a team or a committee or a person who's kind of the gatekeeper for that tribe. Befriending those gatekeepers and getting to know them and serving them well is the best way to expand your tribe very quickly. So if your question is, where do I start? You start there. You don't start out trying to create better content or better products than everybody else or a prettier website or a prettier book. You know, that's great. Mm -hmm. You start out making connections with gatekeepers. That's the fastest way for
0: sure.
1: 100%. Yep. And Great I've seen tips. It work over and over again. Great tips, Jim. Thanks so yeah. much. Very good, man. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy it. I, did, I need to do more of that myself. I'm kind of in the position now where I'm the gatekeeper and a lot of people are trying to get my attention. And I spend a lot of my time trying to figure out who's worthy of the time and attention of this community versus looking Bye. for the people that make us look like, you know, puddle compared to an ocean. And they've got massive audiences. I, I need to be reaching out more often to them and finding those creative ways. I used to do more of that. But I, I've, right. I kind of, I'm busy doing what I do now, right?
0: There's so much going on. There's so much There's going always on.
1: someone bigger than you that has a bigger audience that's serving them better. And, and finding those people and connecting with them is a very good way to spend your time. Connect with those gatekeepers. Yeah, that's my number one piece of advice for you is get that list of names. And if I was coaching you, I'd say, don't talk to me again until you've got 20 names on a piece of paper. I want to see it. <laughs> Excellent.
0: <laughs> okay. Till so then, till so then. Yes. All right. I have one more question for you that, yeah. that kind of applies to all the models that we're talking about. If someone reaches a certain point, like they've reached a target, uh, and they've seen their they see their ex- business expanding and everything, sometimes success kind of makes a person lazy or demotivated. So what what advice would you have for someone to keep that motivation going and that drive going despite them seeing growth and results coming in?
1: Well, I I can. There's several angles I could go, and uh, we could make this a whole podcast episode, possibly. But I'm going to stick to a top couple things that pop into my head instantly. And this is a question I've heard before. We um, you know we could go down the psycho- psychology path of you know what does modern psychology tell us, and or we could go down the path of uh, you know what are you trying to really build? You know, is it about you or is it about others? And you know that's very motivating for me personally. But the thing here's what I use. This is what I do personally. And I could speak theory, but I think saying what I internally, how I process that question is the most value I I can bring to this, to answering it, okay? And for me, I don't see any of this as mine. What I mean by that is, as a Christian, the concept of stewardship is kind of built into what we learn and study and do and I love the stewardship concept, regardless of worldview, you can use this, by the way, is if you if you suddenly don't see any of this as mine, because what if I'm kind of okay with where I'm at? What's my motivation to continue growing if I'm okay with where I'm at? And a lot of people would applaud that and go, yeah, you're you're happy where you are. That's great. Stop there, maintain. But the, the dirty little secret is that nobody tells you until about a year after that is, there's no such thing as steady state. As an engineer, you know what I'm talking about. There's no such thing as steady state in the real world for business, for health, for relationships, for anything important to us. There's no such thing as like set it and forget it, right? So you're battling against the forces of nature. You know, the second law of thermodynamics tells us everything is heading towards chaos unless something fights hard against it. You know, gravity is pulling every plane out of the sky right now, unless those engines keep resisting that. So you got that factor alone you got to be taking new territory and move moving forward or it's, or it's going to go away if you just say okay, I'm yeah. kind of good here what you're really saying is my business is going to be dead in a year <laughs> right that's as a business owner that's really what you're saying And no one wants that okay so we we've we got that message and then we've got the part that says hey if none of this is mine I have a responsibility to it, the concept of stewardship is I'm managing the property that belongs to another in this case this is all gods and at some point he's going to come back and say okay How would it go? I gave you some stuff. I told you to steward it, which means take care of it, maintain it, manage it, and more importantly, grow it. How's it going? Right When he he comes back and checks in, you want to say, hey, I I worked hard. I expanded the territory. So you make it all something bigger than yourself and you operate with a full recognition that if I get comfortable and try Mm -hmm. to change, change that steady state, what I've really just signed up for is a crash. Absolutely. So those are the thoughts I have. Now, I could talk a long time about these things, but hopefully you, some Thank of the you listeners and you found it helpful as well as I talked through that. I mean, what motivates, what What would you add to the mix if someone asked you the same question? I'm curious.
0: It's about trying to give opportunities to people as well. Opportunities, whether it's financial opportunities or experience opportunities. Mm-hmm. People come in learn from you, uh, expand your network, expand your relationships, build upon that, give value, just give value to someone who is in, who is in need of that value, basically. Because someone out there definitely either needs your product or needs your information. And it's going to help them
1: in some way or another. Absolutely right. That that goes very well with, with the, I think the, the three things that we've just said are very solid right. pieces of advice. Because when you, you know, I, I heard it one time said that the most powerful sermon most powerful one-word sermon ever preached was the word others, right? right. If, you, if you make it about others, it, maybe the, the best way to sum up what I'm trying to say is this. It's a Daniel Lappin, who I quote all the time, my, one of my mentors, says it's impossible to run a profitable business. And that word impossible is a big word, but it is right. impossible to run a profitable business without dramatically improving the lives of countless other people. Right. It can't happen. Yeah, that's pretty phenomenal. Like we're doing good work, just making a profit doesn't say anything about your attitude, doesn't anything say anything about your inner drive to serve humanity? Doesn't say anything about your schedule or your discipline or your your commitment to the process or to commitment to excellence. If you're running a profitable business where customers like giving you money for what it is you do, exactly. you're serving countless other people incredibly well and changing the quality of their life in a dramatic way. That's that's pretty powerful, right? So others, as a business owner, we're all about others. Indeed. indeed. Built in. You got to be. Otherwise, what happens? You don't make any money, (laughs) right? (laughs) No one wants to pay you because (laughs) I'm passionate about what I'm doing right now. They want to pay you because it's going to serve them in some way.
0: Absolutely. It's all about them.
1: Yes, exactly. Others. Powerful concept. Beautiful answer. Rami, you're full of wisdom, man. I, I appreciate we, Seriously, that, yeah. we got to talk about getting you on the coaching team. I think I there's going to be people like, hey, I want Rami to be my coach. Like, all right, let's make it happen. <laughs> I Appreciate that so much. I yeah, a lot what, you. what else is on your mind, man? What else do you want to talk about? Anything else? I and mean, we could we could talk more about anything we've mentioned or anything else on your list that you were hoping to share with the listeners today. I just want
0: to say to everyone who's still uh, skeptical skeptical, or still on the fence or thinking whether this would work or not, it would work for sure, it would work for sure. I would look at myself, I would look at myself and see that it's taking me a few years to go from like this uh, uh, plateau to like really uh, expanding rapidly. When I uh, went into this full time, I gave it like this uh, period of intense focus and that's what, when things change. Actually, things change when I really believed that this is going to work. Because you, you put everything you've got into it. And you just, every day, every day, every day, like, you feed it every day. And then it grows. It will happen for sure. So this is something that's going to work. This is something that has changed lives. Uh, it gives you the freedom that you've always wanted. I've always wanted freedom. Ever, th- ever since I got into the corporate world, I was planning to get out of it. And I stayed there for approximately 15 years until the corporate world said, you know, this is more than enough. Time for you to go. Time for you to go. I was afraid. I was skeptical. I was hesitant, but it happened. Like I believed that it was going to happen and it happened. So this is an opportunity that definitely does work. You just have to believe in it and and give it the time and focus that it deserves. And you will get there.
1: Well said. I love that, man. That's going to motivate a lot of people. (laughs) I appreciate it. Sure. I'm even, uh, I'm kicking around a new concept on the podcast because from time to time, these great long, you know, these longer episodes will have these little snippets of like really great. Like you just said some really great things. I'm not going to repeat it. You nailed it. But I think I want to start the podcast episode out with that little clip that kind of captures the heart of the person that we met today and just start out and just grab that little clip. And I've heard some podcasts do that. So I think I might do that, man. <laughs> that was really good. Um, it's from the heart. You know, it's, it, this is who you are and the gratitude just comes through. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today and in the community, even though we've never met or our paths have really never crossed in any serious, significant way, but you've been around for eight plus years. It blows my mind that there's, that there's so many people out there like that. I wish we could just spend hours getting to know each other and maybe we'll get that opportunity, but uh, it's been a pleasure having you today on the show, Rami.
0: It's been a pleasure being part of your community, Jim, being a student of the Proven Amazon course and your coaching program. It's really been a pleasure. And uh, I, would have ha- I wouldn't have been able to uh, uh, achieve the success
1: without that, for sure. Well, that, there's nothing more I could ask for as a, as an endorsement for the effort and the work we put around here than guys saying stuff like that. So <laughs> as, as long word. as we keep hearing that, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, buddy. And. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of the team you've grown, but thank you. You put in the work, man. We, we showed you the path. We shined a little light on the path, but you used one of my favorite phrases, you, that intense focused effort. You, you worked it into what you were saying here just a moment ago, and that nothing worth having or building in life can be achieved without a period of typically at the beginning of uncomfortable, even intense focused effort. There's, it's going to be required. But as it goes, you kind of step into that fresh air that, that, liberty of this new schedule and this new reality of, of, wow, I have a great business now and a team and this is beautiful and has potential to grow in the future. Yeah. So well done, man. Well done. Thank you, Jim. Thanks so much. Well, I'm going to talk to the listeners for just a moment as we wrap up yet another, what I think was pretty good episode, man. If I was a listener to this show, I would sure be enjoying it. I know I'm, I'm the guy doing it, so maybe I'm biased, but Man, just the great people we get to meet from this community, building great businesses. that uh-huh. another proven Amazon course student going through coaching, building a great business and something that stands out. maybe we didn't focus on it enough today is Rami lives in Turkey. He's buying and selling in the United States, never seeing or touching his products, and he's built an incredible business. Anybody anywhere can do this if you're willing yeah. to go the work and learn the steps, right? Rami, I mean that's the theme today is absolutely do the work. I've only
0: heard- I've only seen and touched one product. I've sent only one product from Turkey so far.
1: I'm looking forward to send even more, but
0: that's the only product which I myself put duct tape on, put it in a box, put on the label and sent.
1: Yeah, Other I don't suggest that, using don't duct tape. You know. That's how inexperienced you are. You use box tape, I hope. <laughs> right? Like, you don't have to touch box tape. You even call it duct tape, right? So like, yeah, you can do this without being the person doing that work is the point I'm making. Absolutely. And you're just another example of that. So well done, buddy. But hey, to all the business building warriors who hung out with Rami and I today, man, it was great of you to give us some of your most valuable assets, some of your time. We're very appreciative of that. Thank you. And we will have another awesome episode for you again real soon. Great work, Rami. Thanks, buddy. Thanks so much, Jim. It's been a pleasure. Talk soon. Hey, thanks for listening today. One last thing before we wrap up, a quick reminder Now that this episode is over, get over to theprovenconference.com and get your tickets for the event coming up August 12th through 14th, 2022. Your fellow listeners to this show are going to be there. Successful students that you've heard interviewed on this podcast, they're going to be there. Over 60 coaches from our team, they're going to be there. This is an incredible event. You cannot afford to miss it. It's an incredible investment in the future success of not just your business, but those vital relationships that you need, we talk about all the time. This will propel your life and your business forward. You're going to benefit tremendously from this. Do not miss this opportunity. We've done it multiple times in the past. Over 98% of all attendees say, yes, I'm coming back. The event gets bigger and better every single time. TheProvenConference.com. There's a link in the show notes. We want you to be there. Do not miss this. We'll see you there. Talk to you next time.